You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Are we ready? I guess not. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Into the right field corner. It is fair and gone. Another two-run home run for the Twins. Rosario's 13th of the year, and it is 9-1. The right center field and deep to the gap. Brito back. That ball is gone. Another two-run home run for the Twins. It is 7-0. Whoops. Hey, there's the red button there. Good start to the show. I was like giddily laughing to myself during that game last night. Every time the Twins hit a two-run homer, I was just like, oh my God, oh, this is ridiculous. They're going to hit 300 home runs this season. They have the best record in baseball. They're going to hit like, 300 home runs this season. It's it's like this is the most joyous month of Twins baseball in at least at least nine or ten years. Like 2010 was fun. The Jim Tomey stuff was fun. This is probably the most joyous. Nothing in 2017 month. measured up to this. Not like this. Well, no, they the playoff year. They weren't like this though. That team, that team was fun, but that, but this team is at times dominant. All I know, gentlemen, is I went to the old Baseball Reference last night, and I said to myself, Twins are going to be. This is when I think they had eight runs. Twins are going to be 23 and 12 after tonight's game. Baseball Reference. I wonder what the 27 Yankees were after 35 games. You know, just Garrick, you know, you just, Ruth. You were just clicking on random pages and like Dickie, yeah, you know, right. those yeah. teams. Well, actually, after uh, 35 games, the 27 Yankees were 23 and 12. Wow. Wow. Is that a coincidence? I don't think so. I looked it up. I mean, da, wow. Da, da. And, you know, I would argue that the, the, two, the, the 1927 Yankees were a little, a little more top heavy. They had two great hitters and then some solid hitters, uh-huh. right? The Twins one through nine, more depth by did far. That right? team more depth by well, far. Well, let's compare did them. The, did the twenty seven Yankees have Mitch Garver? Let's start right there. They who, had. They who, had who, who, by the way, they could just like put on the bench because there's no room for him. I believe the twenty seven Yankees behind the plate had Bill Dickey. You've got Mitch Garver, um, Garriger or Crone. I'll ask you right now. I would give the slight edge to Gehrig. Probably just gets on base a little more often. The power is probably equal. I would I would I would give the slight okay. edge to on base to Luke Gehrig. How about this one? Ruth or Rosario? I mean That's tough. That's a tough one. That's yeah. close. I mean Babe was never in as great a shape as Rosario is right never, now. Never never played as good of a left field. I think Rosario's range of, of fastballs from the eyebrows down to the toes that he could hit out of the ballpark is wider than Babe Ruth. I'm not going to lie. Anyway, I just looked yeah. it up last night. I figured, what the heck? Why, why not? And the Yankees didn't have a song like this either. <laughs> they probably had something. I'm sure they had something. We're the 27 Yankees. We're going to kick your butt. Something like that. But, but Rami, I, I think you should... Thank you. 
I think you should pose this question because we've got we've it's it's been a very quick developing relationship between all of us and the twins this year. Yes, it has. And I'm comfortable with that. You don't want to slow things down? Not at no? all. No? You're okay with how fast things are moving? No, things are moving at a very comfortable pace. Good. For me and the Minnesota Twins. I'm right glad because I don't want you to be uncomfortable. You know what I mean? I want to make sure that we're all on the same page here. And here's here's what I'm wondering because I'm, I'm I don't I don't know if I'm getting carried away with myself. Sometimes I have thoughts and feelings, and I'm like, Am I, are you getting ahead of yourself? Are you getting a little crazy? Are you thinking beyond the AL Central? Six five one six four six eight two five five. Because I am. I'm telling you right now, they are winning the AL Central. The, yes. the, the division is theirs. They can start. They can start printing the pennants. The, the 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 Minnesota Twins are your 2019 AL Central champions. I'm declaring it here today, right now. But I'm not even stopping there. There is nobody in the American League who scares me. There is not one baseball team in the American League of Major League Baseball that scares me when it comes to the Minnesota Twins. Not and one. One of the teams that would scare you. Is the Houston Astros? You beat Justin Verlander in a series last week. I know that they, you, you went back and forth, and they stuck it to you a couple times. But you played the Houston Astros even up. They're a combined seven and six against the Astros, Yankees, and Indians. I'll take that. I'll take that against three of the teams that were expected to be three of the best teams in the American League when the season started. I would I would frame it this way, and the answer is yes. I am now thinking beyond the American League Central. I feel like Judd's going to punch us both in the face for getting out too far in front. But I, the, the, there's there's not there's nothing right now that would tell you this lineup is a fluke. Are they okay? Are they going to maybe go through a dry spell at some point? Sure, but their number nine hitter leads the league in doubles. Their number eight hitter hits. Their number eight hitter got MVP votes two years ago with the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're putting there are no breaks in this lineup. There are no easy outs. No, and they're about to add Miguel Sano, whatever he's going to bring, which could be at the peak, could be a lot that he brings to the lineup. They're about to add him to the mix at yeah, some point. Could be a starting pitcher. Williams. Oh, I see what you're saying. See what I'm saying there? Huh? Williams Astadio huh? is going to come back at some point. So, But let me ask you this. If you took this lineup and the things that you're supporting it with, with Jose Barrios, you're, you're squeezing a lot out of Martin Perez, and you're getting some really good stuff out of your secondary starting pitchers, Taylor Rogers, there's a couple really reliable relievers in here, okay? If you added to that sometime in the next two months, an awesome reliever and another really good starting pitcher, what what then would your opinion be of this team? Because the only thing preventing the Twins from adding those things, and there's names out there like Madison Bumgarner, Trevor Bauer, Craig Kimbrell is on the market, Dallas Keuchel. I mean, the, the only thing preventing the Twins from adding those two pieces is the Twins. And if they add those two things, we're talking about something more than the division. Okay, so I'm I'm with Rami on this. All right, so I'll help you guys out here, but it's not going to be condescending. Um, the lineup can flat out hit. I don't think that's going to change. I think guys will slump, but they naturally do. But I do think that at some point in time, there will be production from somebody, if not a group of people, because these guys can can hit. Uh, it's not MIS. The highest compliment I can pay them potentially right now is I don't look at the rest of the league and say what's going to go wrong I say that the majority of time they're going to hit but to Phil's point I think if you want to think beyond the division itself and and say okay if you play this out and things continue this way and Cleveland continues to not score runs which they're not doing and Cleveland continues to have injury problems and let's say they trade Bauer in July 
Then the question becomes, if you think that this team can make a sustained playoff run, it's incumbent on them to do what Phil said, which is to make a trade to get help here. Because I don't think it's fair to to look at the start that the starting pitching is off to and assume, right? Martin Perez has been fantastic, but I have no idea if this keeps up. Odor is he? But if every pitcher same if thing. every pitcher is but what up if you, a tick that, Right, right. But what but what if you do, Phil, what you just said? Which is make a trade to get so it goes Barrios, guy you acquire, and now you knock people down a peg. But now the the expectation for them, I think, at that point in time, becomes realistic. Yeah. So I look at this team and say, if you can make a deep playoff run, and every day that goes by, and every game that goes by, you start to become more confident that this is a really good team, and say, all right. What if you sort of take the plan that you've got going for, let's say, 2023, subtract a piece from that potentially for the sake of 2019, and now, now you've got a team that can actually make a deep playoff. Yeah, there's no, there, and, and really, like, name me a true contender that was a complete team in April. Like, if you're a true contender, you add pieces Agreed. in June and July. And so the Twins are in that bin right now. And I, I know it's, I mean, it's, it's wacky to, to say this. Just based on, like the the twins have gone from zero to a hundred here in the in the thirty days we've watched them, or like the forty days since the season started. But the Cleveland Indians are going to pull the plug. The Cleveland Indians are not a contending team, and I know that there's you know, nothing about that team that says contender. Correct, nothing, especially with Corey Kluber out for an undetermined amount of time. Right, they're on the back end of a lot of age curves. They are absolutely going to consider trading Trevor Bauer, who has a year and a half left on his contract this summer. And I know you'd have to pay the division tax to get a guy like Trevor Bauer. You'd you definitely have to. Oh, you're going in a extra. Oh wow! Okay. But like, I mean, I think all I'm saying is conversations wow. should be wide open right now. If Trevor Bauer is sitting out there, and and imagine a playoff rotation with Jose Barrios and Trevor Bauer, and would you have to give up two of your top prospects? I think you could get away with not giving up Royce Lewis and not giving up Alex Kirloff. But and we don't have to have that whole discussion right now. But that's the discussion that has to be had in the next two months. Is our baseball guy Derek Wetmore in the building, or did he leave? Because he tweeted me, "LOL." Okay, Rami is tweeting. He's LOLing me that I'm thinking I'm beyond, beyond the ALC. I don't know. Oh, I don't. Is he out there right now, Jonathan? I, if he's out there, he can come in here instead of tweeting. Or just call me, in, but LOLing I, me on the Twitter. Wait, wait, wait. I, I am Mister Cynic, and you're not out, out of line. If you had come on here and said World Series for sure, I'd be like, okay, dude, calm down a little bit. I'm not but, saying for sure, but I'm saying it's, no, but, it's within the realm of possibility. Listen, here, here's where where I am more than willing to go down a path of things feel different and weird. There he is. Hey, Derek, is this one. I've covered a lot of teams, and I, I think Phil will vouch for, for this as well from his time covering some successful Twins teams. Don't you at times get a feeling for when things are breaking right, Phil? Because I certainly have. No, because it doesn't happen ever. <laughs> well, but, but it did. It did. It did on teams that you covered. It did. It did on. It did twice. It did in 2009 and 2010. Yeah. But when it broke right in 2010, they didn't have the guts to pull the okay. trigger on Cliff Lee. But you still said that that team was set up to, if they had done that, be successful. Yes. I don't know if they would have won the World Series or if they would have beat the Yankees, but putting. Cliff Lee in front of Carl Pavano Absolutely. and not having Brian Dunsing start one of those three games is a huge deal. 
Were you LOLing Rami for his question off the top of the show? That was quick turnaround. <laughs> I tweeted him. Derek like, Wetmore from uh, scorenorth.com here. Three minutes ago. It's like immediate. Yeah, I, I have a constant eye on my timeline. I think. Always I, an eye on the timeline. I think I was responding to the first sentence out of Rami's mouth when he said, Am I being crazy here? Sometimes I ask myself. And then immediately was, Twins are winning the division. There is no question about it. Well, they are. Are they not? Are, I mean, we, not, are we all not ready to well, say that? D- before Derek speaks, I think we already have documented tape of him on the Scornock Twin Show, Glenn Perkins on Baseball today, as drinking the most Kool-Aid of anyone in that room in the 1 o'clock hour today. Oh, Perk was? Yeah. No, no me. Per- Perk and You're I are drinking Kool-Aid, oh, and Derek drank Derek's more Kool-Aid on that two pitchers than... at once, Stone okay. Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you ripping Rami then? Yeah, what are you LOLing exactly? No, just the, like, I guess I was probably making fun of the, like, there is no question about it. It's 100%. Right, I mean I, it is. It's, I'm, no, it's I, I am. It's I'm, I'm 100 well, in that they're winning. Well, then the you're division. just wrong. There's no, no such thing as 100 percent on May 9th. I, I think whatever. I'm right though, okay, and, and I'm I'm not and I'm not stopping at the, the division. LOL. I guess that's <laughs> here we are. This sounds like we need to put something on this, gents. Well, well it's tough to make a bet like that because nope. I'm not saying they won't win the division. I, right. I'm like saying they are. will. Derek is saying that there's a there's a non-zero chance, and yeah, that's yeah, that's me. That's the brand. <laughs> that doesn't sound like but, he is. But but let's do this. Let's yeah. do this. I Since, feel like Derek drank so much Kool Aid with Glenn Perkins today that now he's like, you know how you want nothing to do with alcohol? Once you sobered up. <laughs> no, I actually don't know what you're talking about. But I, 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 I crashed think, in a sugar coma. I think it's healthy sometimes to to poke holes in things to make sure that you're right. Right, you're about to make a big decision. You're going to buy a house. You're going to make a big decision. No chance want- there are termites in the attic. Yeah. Zero percent chance. You want to you want to poke some holes. I'll probably, get a, I'll probably still get a house inspection just to be sure. So the twins right now are 23 and 12. They are four games up on the Cleveland Indians and they're they're a plus 44 run differential. The Indians are a minus 14. So the Twins are a plus 58 over over Cleveland. 5 weeks in in run differential. And then you there's another big jump. Detroit is under 500, Chicago, Kansas City. What is the case for anyone other than the Twins the next 5 months winning this division? Yeah, I think FanGraphs put it at like 53% or something like that that the that the Twins would win the division. That was first time this season that they've cracked the 50% mark where they've actually become the favorites to win the AL Central. And I, I mean, they have a lot more algorithms and a bunch of those guys went to MIT and Harvard and everything else. I don't see a way barring like a, a flurry of injuries for the twins. I don't see a way that they don't win this division. I just simply don't see it happening. Cleveland would have to have to also get guys back and get red hot. That, that's the thing is, I'm this is yeah, they'd not, have to get Encarnacion and Brantley back. That's yeah, not happening. Well, They're gone. From my point of view, though, this is not uh, completely a belief in in the Twins. The rest of the division is right. awful. Yeah, now. no, I'm looking so, at the total picture. And and if the Twins collapse and fall back, then guess what changes? Days since Judd Zolgad. Yeah, you're up to someone five. fired. Because I'll, I'll call. Good. I'll call for jobs at that point. Oh, for sure. If you the will. Twins don't win this division, <laughs> Rocco Baldelli's one and done. <laughs> Wes Johnson, it's been great well, working yeah. with you. Yeah, you take your little college ideas and head back to Arkansas, Wes. <laughs> okay, so I'm not there. I'm not at that point. But I just look at this and say, if it's 53 percent, Rami, if you're making me put a number on it, I'll say like 70. Mm, way too low. 70 is a high percentage <laughs> chance. With, 70 is where it? I'm at for an AL championship. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's where I'm at. 70% chance that the Twins represent. The oh, that's what it was. The you said, I remember when I was yeah. LOLing at. You said nobody scares you. In nobody the American scares League. me. But there's, there's the no la- one scares me. What? No the- one in the American League scares me. Let's go down the list. Let's, like, let's go down the list, okay? So the Cleveland Indians. LOL me. B- b- <laughs> before the season, the teams that you would say, yeah, that team relative to the Twins, who we think are going to have a good season, scares you. And Cleveland might have been on that list for some people. Yep. Not for. The true baseball mm. visionists like Rami Makhlouf and Phil exactly. Mackey, who saw Cleveland for what they were, which was a fading star. That's fine. You know, you guys came along eventually. See so what I have to work with, Webmar? Yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> you should update your days since someone should have been fired ranking. Let's just erase that right now. Make it Rami Makhlouf? <laughs> I think he said he was going to quit. The other teams you'd put on that list. So Boston uh, has dug themselves somewhat out of the hole. They're back to 500. Let's but- pause. Does Boston scare you? Um, not nearly as much as they did a season ago sure. or or two months ago because sure. because we didn't know the Twins' offense was going to be doing this yeah. necessarily. When I, mean, I say but, scare me, curious. when I say scare me, I mean at the start of the season, I looked at Boston, New York, and Houston and was like, "There's no, I mean, no matter what the Twins do They're in the AL Central, you're not winning a series against them." Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way about any of these teams. The Twins can hit with all of these teams, yep. if not even more so. I mean, the so the Yankees. Agreed. Luis Severino, best case scenario, isn't coming back until August. He's not picking up a baseball until after the All-Star break, basically. Yes. So, so you can eliminate him from the conversation. You just hit on the key thing, though. It's not what teams scare you. This team, this Twins team can hit, flat-out hit, right? It's what pitchers scare you. So, yep. like, if you matched Match-ups. up with them, does, yep. does Chris Sale still scare you a ton? Now, now he started off awful. Right. He's improved, but he's still not great. You want to face him in Game 1? But guess what? Ver- Verlander came here and pitched a really, really good game. You want Odorizzi versus Verlander in game one, Rami? And the Twins beat him. So sure. You want that again? Run that matchup back? I mean, but that wouldn't be. It would be Barrios and Verlander sure, in game well, one. Unless well, Barrios has to win the wild card game to get you there. There will be no there wild card game. There will be no wild card game. Did you miss the part about 100% <laughs> yeah. on winning the division? Yeah, there's not a wild card this game. Sorry, Wetmore. But no, this, isn't, th- this, lineup, th- this lineup scores runs off of... They're they're going to score one, two, or three runs off of any. Pit. They're not like they, no pitcher will will shut this lineup down completely on a regular basis. So, um, if you're talking about trading for somebody that can slide into your top three in your rotation, which which would be a prerequisite if you want to win the World Series. I mean, they're just they've set themselves up so beautifully and have had so many cards fall the direction or the way that they need those cards to fall. Yeah, that it is to back to the original question, which is should we be thinking beyond the American League Central? Crown, even though it's a week into May, the answer is yes. Yes. Do you guys think that? Agreed. Do you guys think that this administration right now, with how things are shaped, has the ability or the want to make that trade? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because that, that, that becomes coming. the that becomes the absolute key. That's coming in July. because that's putting aside your plans for 2022 and saying you know what and. I think they should, mm-hmm. but that becomes the most important question okay. in my mind. Can we carry that over? Because no, we can't. I can, Sorry, <laughs> just it's, it's over. It's stopped. The show's done. Yeah, we're not taking off. Fine. No more twins talk. It stops here. That's because it. I can, I can hear fans. I can hear s- cynical, skeptical fans who we'd love to hear from. Six five one six four six eight two five five. The twins never make that trade. They never make the trade they're supposed to. Why would it's the same poll ads? Why would this be any different? Well, let's let's flush that out. Derek but, Wetmore has come in here soaked in Twins Kool-Aid. LOLing me. Uh, after a Glenn Perkins on LOL baseball. me. Uh, we, by the way, have a five-day-a-week Twins show. You can find it. It's called the Scornorth Twins Show. It features everyone in this room and also Glenn Perkins, Patrick Royce, and contributors like Buster Olney and Tim Kirkshin and Tom Kelly. 
And anywhere you find or subscribe to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, or two great places, just search the Score North Twin Show. And the Score North mobile app is also a great place to find all of our live Score North content on demand and also written content. We will reward you for listening to us. 651-646-8255. Oh, my God, the phone lines are blowing up. Hopefully, hopefully uh, these are five people that want to put us in our places. Let's fight. Let's fight. <laughs> Let's talk about TCL TVs for a moment. Where we watch all of the Twins bombs in glorious 4K picture quality. The Twins have hit, I want to say, 64 home runs. And all of those 64 home runs look great on uh, TCL TVs. America's fastest growing TV brand. There's a fun exercise you can do. Just go to Google and type in TCL TV reviews. If you want to find out what people are saying, you're going to get rave reviews from, from people who have bought these TVs. But also top publications like CNET and USA Today, and uh, all kinds of different places. So, uh, again, Score North is uh, all about TCL TVs, and you can find the latest episode of What Are We Watching, powered by TCL, on the Score North Twitter account to find out what Judd and Rami have been watching in the last couple days. But go into any major local retailer here in the Twin Cities and find out why TCL is being talked about and raved about around the world, and TCLUSA.com is a good website. Greg, we'll talk to you, we'll talk to Larry, and we'll talk to anybody who wants... To answer the question, should we be thinking big for these twins? 651-646-8255. Aki and Judd with Rami. I think we're barking up the right tree here, and they're saying... Conduits of trouble, right? <laughs> Conduits of trouble? Yeah. yeah. 80s wrestling tag team. <laughs> I'm just envisioning like a WWE pay-per-view or something, and, and all of a sudden, like, the music hits. <laughs> ah! <laughs> The conduits of trouble are here! Mackie and Chud with Rami on Score North and scorenorth.com. Another 3-2. A drive to right field and deep. Back is Brito. That ball is gone. A wonderful at bat for Jorge Polanco. A two-run home run, and it is three to nothing. Alright. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Derek Wetmore from the Scorner Twin Show and Scornorth.com has come in here because uh, I was called just, to the carpet. Because he LOL'd me on Twitter. Because <laughs> I said, nobody in the American League scares me. LOL me all you want, Derek Wetmore. And anybody else at Rami is tweeting, LOL me all you want. The division is done. Yeah. The division is the Twins. And there is nobody in the American League who I don't think they can beat in a series. I'm not saying will, but can beat in a series. I wouldn't have said that when the season started. Professional well, level walking it back there, Rami is tweeting. That's, that's a that's a real pro. What, 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 what does nobody scares me mean? That I that I'm giving that I'm saying it's hundred percent they beat anybody. It's a cakewalk to the World Series. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Might as well just print the tickets now. I'm, I'm saying that a month and a half ago, I didn't give them a chance against the Red Sox, Astros, or Yankees. Now right. I'm saying I give them a chance against anyone. No one scares me. They can get in the ring with anybody. I think the question that, so to what Jub was saying before the break there, and we're going to get to Mike and Greg, we, uh, Larry, we'll, we'll get to you guys and get your thoughts on the question Rami posed. It's going to come down to they have to make a trade or two to bolster this thing. Like, we're, we're, this is the first time realistically since 2010, almost a decade, that they've been in this type of a position where they're staring right down the barrel of, a prospects for stud player type of a trade that makes full sense because the two years which they were above five hundred, both of those years it was uh, they're like behind in the division and 
Dozier is hurt or unproductive. And, and, and the prospect pool at that point to trade was not like this. Correct. Yeah, they didn't have 20 guys that they felt comfortable about. So this is the first time since 2010 that, that they're staring down the barrel of you can pull the trigger on a meaningful trade that gets you even further down the line. And I can already hear skeptical, cynical Twins fan out there, and I don't even blame you. Well, it's the same old, like, what makes you think they're going to pull the trigger? What makes this different than all the other times? Polad ownership, etc. Well, let's start with the fact that Polad ownership did green light a nine-figure, $100 million contract in free agency to you, Darvish, last year. And it wound up that the Cubs win an extra year. I mean, they're, they're not telling Derek Falvey and Thad Levine not to sign Dallas Keuchel, not to sign Craig Kimbrell. They the, don't want those guys. The front office says, well, we're better off with Martin Perez. Fix him over here. Do this over there. It's a smarter, shrewder play, and it's less risky than paying 15 or $20 million for a guy in his 30s who throws sinkers, right? So what's different about this situation? Everything. This front office is using openers. They're swinging early in counts. At least the things that they're implementing are trickling down to the field. They're hitting bombs like at no other time in franchise history. Strikeout numbers are up. They're pulling guys with six ERAs from Texas and tweaking their pitch repertoire, and they're turning into Johan Santana's. I mean, I get that some of this is going to regress, but what's different? Everything is different about this front office, which is why I believe what Derek says. They will make a trade if they're still in this position in the next two months. They will. Terry Ryan may not have. These guys, they're going to say, Royce Lewis, he's protected. Alex Kirloff, he's protected. Everybody else is up for sale. Pick three. Give us Trevor Bauer. Yeah, you got our phone number. We're open for business. So are we, by the way. And we're buying. Yeah. We're buying. We're buyers is what they're saying. Because <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> there it is. Right there. <laughs> you guys want to take a call on this? Yes. All the calls. All right. Because it's happening. Because, yeah. Exactly. Let's go to Greg we're in Minneapolis. We're open for business, right? 651-646-8255. <laughs> hey, Greg. Hey there. Greg is it, Minneapolis. Is it happening? How are you doing? Good. Is it happening? It is happening. Nice. Um, very excited. Uh, love the show. Long time uh, listener. Keep doing what you're doing. I, you know, kind of the thought I just have is maybe a little bit, you know, the conversation kind of comes back to pumping the brakes. And my thought is a little bit on, I'm sorry, I've just been alive too long, but I got that Minnesota sports gene. I love the way that the team is doing everything. And I love if we diagnose everything perfectly and we take everything and look at how it's been so far right now up until through May 8th and, like, forecast that, you could say this team is going to be pretty hard to beat. However, there comes that clutch gene thing that kind of happens, and some teams falter and some teams waver. And I just think, you know, maybe that is going to be the trade, and maybe that is. I really like your guys' interesting thought about that is that there's maybe got to be some additional pieces to the puzzle to get that additional fortitude in the locker room to say, hey, we're going to do something special come playoff time. So interested in your thoughts on that as opposed to regular season success. A lot of teams have had it. We've done it before. How are they going to do in the playoffs? Is this team built for that? And I'm interested in your thoughts on that. Thanks, Greg. Good call. Uh, so short term, here's my thought on that because I'm old too, and I know all about teams in this town. Uh, seemingly you think they're good. They fall apart. They disappoint you. I get all that. Here's the difference, though, that that I see, and it's a big one, short-term. The clutch gene to me is also the ability to have veterans in a clubhouse who have been in big games before who get it and can relax the Buckstons and the Keplers and be like, kid, don't worry about this. Starting with, with 
Nelson Cruz. Yes. I think you've got that guy. You and, ever look and, up that dude's postseason stats? Yeah, they're sixteen bombs in forty-one postseason games. And the important thing there, though, as well is, and and we, we've discussed this going back to Tory, and at times we've disagreed, and at times we've been in lockstep, Phil. But clubhouse makeup in sports can be incredibly important, and to have a Nelson Cruz sitting in that corner to be like, okay, here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to be to do to be successful. Don't sweat this. And and you can't make experience up. Brian Dozier, as much as he, God bless him, tried to sit there and be like, this will be fine. We'll all, we'll all be. It's like, no, Brian, you don't know what you're talking about, unfortunately. So the clutch gene right now to me, and the reason why this dynamic is different, is Falvey added guys who get it starting with Cruz, and that's an incredibly important part to the equation to help these young players progress now. Rami and Derek, the caller used the word fortitude and asked, you know, is there, for this team to to go where fans want it to go, you know, can you add a piece, can you add that level of fortitude that gets you to the next level? Fortitude, in the 2011 <laughs> American League Championship Series. I thought you were about to read the definition of fortitude. The way you started that sentence, you were like, fortitude. I am. There's a picture of Nelson Cruz next to it. Because in the, 2000, <laughs> in the 2011 American League Championship Series, against, uh, by the way, I believe Justin Verlander's Detroit Tigers, six games, he hit six home runs, two doubles, drove in 13 with an OPS of 1,713. Hmm. On the biggest stage leading into the World Series, and then they went toe-to-toe with St. Louis that year in one of the great World Series of all time. Nelson Cruz is fortitude when it comes to postseason performance. An OPS over 1,000 with 16 home runs in 41 games. Yeah. Sign sign him up. And ask Marwin Gonzalez what he thinks about postseason baseball. He's seen a few games. (laughs) Stared down Kenley Jansen at his peak and hit a home run off him in probably the biggest game of his life. Like the, the Twins brought in guys like this, and to Greg's question, is this a regular season good team or is this team built for the playoffs? I think right now it's a regular season good team. But teams that are really good in the regular season with prospect ammo to go make a move, right. they make themselves October teams in July. But it it has guys that will translate. Gonzalez is a great topic. Here's why. He hasn't really hit yet. How many times have we seen the Twins try and sign a guy like that he does not hit and then the stories are what's wrong with you the twins signed this guy right he's not hitting but what's he doing it doesn't matter his defense on a nightly basis at third in left at first base has been off the charts great everybody is doing something and and the twins have far too often done this and they're not doing it right now nobody is sweating details that are either out of their control or are important right now. Marwin Gonzalez, this should be a story. Well, he's not hitting yet. This is a problem. But it's not. And, and the question is why it's not. And it's not because his defense has been, on a nightly basis, not just once or twice, on a nightly basis at different positions, fantastic. He has made a difference. And so nobody sits there and fixates on, he's not up to 250. Because one, he will be eventually. And two, he's still contributing every night. Yeah, I don't think there is... One thing you can point at with this team, whether it's an actual on-the-field aspect of the team or the intangibles, like the caller mentioned, about having guys who are experienced and have been there and, and, and know what the clutch situation is about, I don't think there's one part of this Twins team that you can point at and say that's that's a weakness or that will be their downfall. I just I don't see it 
on this roster, especially when you look at what they're up against in the AL Central and the rest of the American League. Yeah. How is this different? And I keep I keep running that question through my head. Well, did it, has, any, has anyone ever heard of Ryan Harper before like three months ago? Like Ryan Harper. And, uh, well, I know it's only been five or six weeks, but that guy has a 1.84 earned run average and is is decimating worms on every batted ball. Just like if, if hitters are making contact with that breaking ball, it's a grounder. Taylor Rogers goes from being a pretty good lefty reliever to being a dominant lights out, can get both lefties and righties out. You know, Blake Parker has closing experience. His ERA is 1.54. I get that there's like Blake Parker's probably going to run into some walk issues at some point. So uh, 651-646-8255. Mike in Brooklyn Park. What do you think? We're, we're, we're asking the question, should we be thinking bigger than just the American League Central for the Twins? So I'm trying really hard not to be cynical here because I'm such a Twins fanboy. But I guess my biggest fear is that I would love to get a pitcher, but I don't see how trading prospects are going to get us there. I feel like we're going to have to give up some something else with that. And as much as I'd love to get rid of Sunil because I feel like we don't need him, at the same time, I'm afraid that our team's like we can't stay this healthy this long. I feel like we're going to hit injuries, and if we get rid of our depth, I think that's going to hurt us just as much. I think I'd be a lot more comfortable if we won after uh, Kimbrel instead of trying to trade for a pitcher. Uh, that's my opinion. I'd like to hear what you guys think about that. Thank you. What do you guys think? I'd rather go that route. And if I'm choosing between Kimbrel and Keiko, I'd, I would rather get Kimbrel. I think an arm like that having an impact on three or four games a week is better than a pitcher who has an impact in one or two games a week. And I think they need an arm in the bullpen more than they need another arm in the rotation. And yeah, if you can add an arm like that without giving up something in terms of a prospect or somebody off this current roster, I think it's a win-win. I think prospects, I think a couple prospects get you a pitcher. Derek, my question to you is this. Who are the prospects? Because I don't, I don't think you have to... Give me you, a pen. If you really don't want to give up a current player, I don't think that, that you have to. I don't think the caller's right about that. I think you could get a veteran starting pitcher, especially if there's not much term left on the contract. But what are what are we talking after you get past those top two who are probably, are probably going to be put um, off the conversation immediately? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not trading Alex Kirloff for anything. I'm not Great. trading Royce Lewis. You could twist my arm about Bruce Dark Raderall and we could talk about that. But like the twins have some other prospects and, and what's weird about triple a pitching too, is you can go look at the game logs and say like, this guy's thrown great, but he doesn't pop up on prospect writers. He's not a top five prospect consensus. So I don't know how to read that necessarily at this point in the season, but how about this? How about this for thinking big for the twins? Why not both? Why can't you go sign Craig Kimbrell in June and then trade for a starting pitcher to pair with Barrios at the top of the rotation? I, I mean, that's what World Series teams do. If you think that you're legitimately in that boat and Rami says there's no chance they're not in that boat, go get both. If you think the bullpen needs a little help, there's a guy out there for that. Mm-hmm. He's just going to cost yeah. you contract. If you think the starting rotation's not going to continue to have four aces in it, okay, well, you can... Buoy that a little bit too by selling some of these prospects down the street. Your whatever, pick from your list, protect your short list, and then after that, let teams call you. That's what I'd say, Judd. Is like, I I don't necessarily want to tell Cleveland. Here are my three favorite prospects, not named Alex Kirloff and Royce Lewis. I would say, what are you looking for? You need middle infielders. You need catchers. You need pitching. 
here's what we've got. Here's what we'd be willing to move. I'd be willing to make aggressive trades this summer if I was the Twins. Yeah, they, I mean, they've got like first-round power guys, Brent Rooker, Trevor, Trevor Larnick. Larnick. Yeah. Uh, you know, Lewis Thorpe is still sitting down there as a left-handed pitcher. Not for long. Nick Gordon. <laughs> yeah. When's he back, by the way? He, Nick he's Gordon, been, he's playing again. Okay. But you could trade like if you you could trade Nick Gordon and Brent Rooker and get someone's rent a pitcher very mm-hmm. easily this summer. Like it's it's not going to cost you Royce Lewis to get a good rent a pitcher to put number three in your rotation. It's just not the Houston Astros held on to their top two or three prospects. The Chicago Cubs long held on to their top. Like did the Chicago Cubs in any of those trades trade their absolute best prospect in the Quintana trade? They gave up Eloy Jimenez. Okay, who's with the uh, mm-hmm. he's with the White Sox now. But they made and so many moves, and they like to, to get her all this Chapman. They they gave up. A, I can't remember his name right now, but they did give up a really good prospect in the Eroldis Chapman trade. By the way, it's Frazier, was worth it? it. By the way, because they won a World Series. Yeah, flags fly forever. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Oh, I'll yeah, continue no. to say that you win a World Series. Yeah, I, love, I love that term. You worry about the prospects and how they develop yeah. later. Who cares? Let's take one more on this here, Marty and Prior Lake. Are we drinking too much Kool Aid on the Mackie and Jeb <laughs> with Rami show? Um, I'm not sure yet, guys. Uh, Bill, I responded to one of your tweets last night, night before, and I'm a big one game at a time guy, and it drives my family and friends nuts. Me too, uh, me too, Marty. I'm already thinking about just the first game of the ALCS. I'm one, one <laughs> game at a time. Okay, slow your roll, boys. Here's the thing, um, and this has been brought up before. Nelson Cruz is a fantastic addition. He he is a leader in that clubhouse, and you can see it. Just. I think what impresses me now, small sample size, get back to me after Memorial Day and let's talk a little more, but the pitchers are owning the strike zone, especially the corners. They're commanding their pitches, and they look very comfortable out there. And I could not have been more impressed with Gibson last night. I I, I don't know if I've ever seen him pitch a better game, quite honestly. And I look at the hitters, especially when you got a young mix of young and some veterans in there, and these guys, they go up with a sense of focus, they know what they want to do and how they want to do it, but they're relaxed. They don't seem tense. Buxton's one of them. He, he looks really relaxed out there. And I don't know if it's the organizational changes or if it's the veterans they brought in, but holy crap, they look like a baseball team. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's funny how we, Marty, that's a great phone call. We haven't been able to say that very often since Target Field opened. Well, that the Twins look team. like a baseball team? <laughs> yes. The sad thing is... Step in the right direction. And I I don't blame fans one bit, but that trepidation, though. Because in this town, it's so difficult. I don't blame people. I don't blame them because they're like, this looks so good. This looks like it's going to be... And then how many times have they been like, oh, no. Yeah. Here's the the rug pulled out. Yeah, I love the point. And it's like this... this dumb phrase in sports, but swagger. This, like, Nelson Cruz walks up to the plate, and he's not worried if you've got a 97-mile... He's like, I'm Nelson Cruz. Right. Right? I'm. This is fine. Right. So that sort of trickles out. I think that everybody feeds off of that type of energy, but you know what feeds confidence? Talent. When Kyle Gibson can go out there and miss bats with three different pitches at any count, that helps buoy confidence. Barrios, same way. He's not out there doubting his stuff. But confidence breeds the I think confidence it's circular. as well. Exactly right. It's, right. It's exactly. You, it's circular. So, it, so if one guy's going well, and then two guys are, and then three guys are, and guy three might ordinarily be a bit of, uh, you know, I don't know if things are going to go right, but now he's confident. And that's where I'm big into clubhouse chemistry actually being important, because if one guy can lay that foundation, it can make a difference for five guys. By the way, it was Glaber Torres, the Cubs' number one oh. prospect, who they gave up for uh, Chapman. Yeah. 
He's been pretty good for the Billy Yankees. McKinney, too, in that trade. Yes. That was and a good trade. If you could double-check, too, the Cubs did win that World Series? They did, yes. Okay. Right. And Chapman's arm fell off. Yeah, well, hey, and Joe Madden, on their watch. And Joe Madden didn't care. And no. Arms fly forever. <laughs> I don't... I don't. <laughs> hey, let's raise Chapman's arm right to the top of Wrigley, too. I'd be good with that. I'd be 100% hey, that's the arm good with Rollis that. Chapman! Way to go, Rollis! <laughs> the sculpture of a ligament. Out, out Chapman's arm is pointing straight out to center field today. It looks like the wind is blowing out. BCLs <laughs> fly forever, boys. <laughs> Derek, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Derek Wetmore from the Score North Twin Show and ScoreNorth.com. Don't you dare ever LOL me again. <laughs> hey, it, uh, it's pothole season still. Yeah, you're driving around and, uh, and and you definitely have felt the wrath of potholes that are as deep as graves, it feels like, on some of these side streets as we emerge out of the winter months. You wouldn't have been able to tell yesterday, though, that we've emerged out of the winter months because it was like 40 degrees and sleeting, but... Uh, if you're driving out of alignment, Luther Brookdale Toyota is here to help you. You don't want to be driving out of, of, out of alignment because that can lead to bad tire wear and poor handling. Well, lucky for all of us, there's a full-time dedicated tire specialist on staff at Luther Brookdale Toyota. Bring your vehicle in for a quick check, and they, they can make sure everything is uh, aligned properly and that you're safe on the roads this springtime. Also, if you're thinking about a new vehicle... You can get into a 2019 Highlander, Tundra, or Sienna for 0% interest for 60 months on all three of those things. Corner of 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Thank you, Jonathan. Cram session coming up with corrupt judge Jonathan Harrison here in about 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, Someone emailed in, since we're kicking around potential trade options for the Twins to just make it official that they're going to win the World Series. If they mm-hmm. yeah, Right now, it's still just sort of 50-50 like that they're going to win right. the World Series. Yeah. Adding a true number two starter behind Jose Barrios would help. And emailer floats Zach Grinke as an option, but the Diamondbacks are five games above 500 right now. And I just don't see... like The Diamondbacks are right there with the Dodgers in the National League West, so they'd have to do a lot of losing to fall out of a place where they're just going to start selling off their Number one or number two starting pitcher. What's that contract? The Greinke contract got left too. So he signed. That was a ridiculous contract. Yeah, I got it right here. He signed for thirty-five million dollars a year in two thousand sixteen, and he still has. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah, we talked about this. We talked about this contract at the time. It was ridiculous. He still has. And in addition to this year, you'd have to pay him seventy million dollars between two thousand twenty and twenty one. No, I would need Arizona to eat some of that money. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm saying that that's not happen. the trade they're going to pull the trigger on. No, not when they not when they said no to every other potential yeah. household name and said actually Martin Perez is the guy we're going to turn into Johan Santana this year. So let's take one more call. Do you think they that's their plan? They're going to keep on finding Martin Perez's. Well, they're going to they're going to keep doing that as a baseline, right? Because it makes sense in free agency and. You know, the problem is if you're wrong on you, Darvish, well, now you're paying that guy for six years. Sure. But if you're wrong on Martin Perez, you really lost nothing. Right. If, if you're right on both, it's equal, right? Like, yeah. So, in terms of the production you'll get, yeah. Yeah. So the upside is similar and the downside is vastly different. But as actually, cheap plug, as Glenn Perkins pointed out today on the Scornorth Twin Show, podcastable at scornorth.com, Scornorth mobile app, and anywhere you find podcasts. He said two things with Martin Perez. Number one, he he's a great example 
that shows other potential free agents, reclamation projects, or just free agents, hey, you want to jumpstart something or you want to get to that next level as a pitcher? The Twins are the place you can go to and they will fix you and they will elevate you and get you paid. They'll get you 10 million bucks here, right. 20 million bucks there. Yeah. And the other thing he said, and he's right, if you're right on Martin Perez, it allows you the leeway to maybe overspend via trade or overspend on something else. I mean, the, the Craig Kimbrell example is screaming at the Twins right now. Because you were right on Martin Perez, maybe you can go a little bit over what a Craig Kimbrell will be worth just to make sure that your bullpen has another live arm going into the second half of the season. So if the Twins were to pursue Kimbrell, what's the list right now then of viable uh, teams to pursue him? Because he's going to... he has to want to join a team that at least can be successful. Yeah, well... Brewers... Tampa Bay's not going to pay. Okay. Brewers might. Brewers make sense, right, mm-hmm. Rami? Yes. Minnesota. Do the Cubs make sense? Cubs make sense from a roster standpoint. They could use his arm, but they say they don't have any more money to spend. I don't... I think they're telling the truth. I think the Ricketts have shut that thing down until that whole area starts to make them millions of dollars. Well, also... I mean, Jason Hayward is off the books after next season. John Lester is True. off the books after this season. So I think they're just waiting for that, and then they'll be back in spending. Okay, money. so let's say the Cubs are out for now. There's not a lot of te- like The Indians are... See, this list is going to dwindle. Yeah. This list is really going to dwindle. You're going to have... I mean, the longer the season goes, the fewer contenders there sure. are. So, yeah, that, I don't see the list getting any bigger. I thought for sure when the Braves lost their closer... And that's a team that's trying to contend this year. And that's a place, A, that he's already pitched, and B, a team that was rumored to be interested in him this offseason. I thought, okay, there's there's Craig Kimbrell's landing spot. That's that's the end of that. That's the end of the Craig Kimbrell sweepstakes. But that was like three weeks ago, yeah. and they still haven't pounced. I got to believe that there is something to the notion or the theory that teams are waiting until after the draft. Yeah, sure, at this point. Which to me is kind of ridiculous. And I don't know why that would become a thing that teams are doing now after 130 plus years of Major League Baseball and however long free agency has been a thing. But there's got to be a reason why nobody has pulled the trigger on on signing Craig Kimbrell or Dallas Keuchel yet. Yeah, the, the the draft pick thing. That's one of a million things that's going to be addressed during the next lockout or strike, right? <laughs> yes, it's just going to be it's lengthy work delay. Jason in Roseville, you're on with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. No, all right. So I'll say this. Every season, even the worst ones, I enter thinking of October. But this year I'm refusing to do it because we don't have any piranha talk. We, we don't have to scratch for runs. We are the alpha predators. We're the great white sharks. And watching every game this summer should be a blast. Yeah, it's no pun intended. It, it is. <laughs> That's, see what he did there. Good. I see. <laughs> Because there's so many previous incarnations of Twins teams where it was like, all right, slap-hitting leadoff guy who could get on base a little bit, slap-hitting guy in the two-hole who was just a complete waste of a batting order spot, and then slap-hitting third baseman, yeah, pitch-to-contact ace. 2010 was still pitch-to-contact pitching staff, but the lineup was mostly thumpers, right? They brought Jim Tomey in. J.J. Hardy was the shortstop that year. That's true. So so offensively in 2010, it was a different approach. They were definitely more power-centric. But now, like the only the only real non... Like Byron Buxton's the only real speed guy that you would consider... And even he can hit 15 home runs this year, 
Right. And for, for the most part, they do not care about stolen bases. They just don't care. Mm-hmm. It's not a priority. It's not a thing. Yeah. But Buxton can run, and that's about it. And, and it's not important to them. And I haven't been here to be conditioned to wait for the other shoe to drop and for things to go wrong. So I'm 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 not going to do it. Don't tell me to pump the brakes. I cut the brakes. I've cut the I've cut the brake line. That's illegal. No, nope, I've cut them. No, that's no, highly there are, illegal. There are no brakes. You join the mafia. In this car I'm driving, there are no brakes. There are. No, it's full speed ahead. I just turned off my mic. Your mic off. You are working <laughs> with a lot of control. <laughs> I am full speed ahead. <laughs> Twins are winning this division. They might do a whole lot more than that. Don't tell me to pump the brakes. Don't pump your brakes. Cut your brakes. Everybody cut the brakes. Stop pumping them. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Say that last part again. <laughs> Don't pump the brakes. Cut the brakes. It's happening. Brakes have been cut at Target Field. <laughs> oh my God, the carnage! How does it feel to not have the emotional sports baggage when it applies to Minnesota teams? Because you're new here the last few months. That all of us and all the callers and all the people following this team carry. I feel I feel bad sometimes. I do. I feel like you're not enjoying this as much as you probably should be. Oh, we're not. This is a good baseball team. Yeah, and we're just like it. we're nervous about. I had, I had a buddy tweet me earlier today. We led the. Scoring a twin show off of this. Mm-hmm. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, how can I watch this team through just a joyous, fun lens? You cut I, the brakes. <laughs> you cut the brakes. How do you cut the baggage, Rami? I don't know. You got to be hypnotized or something. I'm not but sure. That's what we need. I don't know. That's that's actually sports hypnot- what we need. Yes. We should get. What do they call somebody who does uh, who hypnotizes people? A, a hypnotist? A hypnotist. That's what they call them. We should get a hypnotist and see if we can hypnotize all our listeners into cutting the brakes, letting go of their past inhibitions and fears about the Minnesota Twins, and moving forward and believing that hashtag is happening. Not only is cutting your brakes illegal, but hypnotism on the radio is also illegal. Is it really? Yes. Even for something very, as harmless as that? Uh, it's also dangerous on the drivers who can get hypnotized through the radios. Does that ah, stuff really work, want, though? Just pull over. It does, yes. Is that like it's illegal to try and hypnotize people on the radio? Yes. What really? if we what if we did that. this? Could we yes. could we bring in a couple willing participants and just do you can't it? Do it on do the radio? It, no, just do it yeah. behind the scenes yeah. and then videotape some of it. That'd be a heck of you know, a promotional stunt, though. We're gonna we're gonna hypnotize. <laughs> I mean, the Minnesota sports paranoia out of you, so you can enjoy this twin season. That would be great. Do you know the pub that that we would get though? I mean, we, we might be taking off the air for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, but. <laughs> In the meantime, not we like that get... San Diego station that just went off the air. Yeah, forever. extra man, that's sad. <laughs> okay. I think we'd be taken off the air for more than a couple days if people were driving off ninety four and thirty five into ditches. Yeah, but you know what? They'd be happy. Yeah, they'd wake up. They'd be like, "Twins are still in first." They'd wake up, and, be, and you know what they'd say? It's happening. They'd wake. <laughs> <laughs> Playing your summer damn hits the Twins. You just wake up out of a daze in a ditch and crawl out of your car. The first thing you think is. <laughs> It's happening. Oh my god. Oh my god, like, it's I have, happening. I have three compound fractures yeah. in my left leg alone. <laughs> but the twins are gonna hit bombs tonight. My forehead is gushing blood, but I've never been happy about the baseball team. Hey, what time is twins on? Get me stitched up so I can get home and watch twins game. Oh my gosh. Man, we, we do if if you haven't checked out the Scornor Twin show, uh it's five days a week and uh, you can you can find it. On the radio right now, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday at one o'clock. 
And we're even starting to sprinkle in some Tuesday. Like tomorrow, we're going to put it on at 1 o'clock again. But on demand, Score North Twin Show, wherever you find podcasts. The three of us are on it. And uh, Glenn Perkins is a part of it. Patrick Royce, Tom Kelly, Derek Wetmore. Cram session. When we come back here, corrupt Judge Jonathan is going to award us points for answers to his questions when we come back on the all-new Score North. It's Mackie and Jeb with Rob. At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home, or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.